Welcome to the Modern Husbands Podcast, where any combination of Dr. Ross, Christian Sherrill, and Brian Page, host national experts who share winning ideas to manage money and the home as a team. Today, we welcome Dr. Preston Cherry. Dr. Cherry holds a PhD in personal financial planning. He is an accredited financial counselor, a certified financial therapist, and certified financial planner. In 21 and 22, he was recognized as one of Investopedia's 100 top financial advisors. Today, we will discuss how younger and middle-aged spouses can work together to build a dream marriage in retirement. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the show, Dr. Cherry. Thanks for joining us. Ah, thanks. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. We're so excited to talk with you. So you recently got married. Uh, how have the first couple of months been? Uh, talk a little bit about your marriage. Sure. So I appreciate the question. So we got married. It's new year, 2024. We got married, Iman and I, in 2023, the summer. We've been together for, it'll be seven years in April, this April. And so we were also geographically separated for two of the last seven because uh, my, my wife is from Saudi Arabia and we had to do all the visa uh, stuff. And it took two years in order for us to get the fiance visa. And then we just recently received the permanent residence. visa. So two and a half years in total. How was that separation period? How was that for you guys? Yeah. So the, great question. The, the, the separation was hard. I, I, I would say that <laughs> you hear these stories about people faking immigration and I'm saying, I'm saying, listen, it's not worth the time or the money to fake it. Okay. This is one of the things where you don't <laughs> fake it till you make it. You make it first. All right. <laughs> and then you go through the process. You have to love somebody to go through that process. And another thing is like when you see on the movies and they uh, fall in love, you visit these other countries and they're like, or maybe Paris or somewhere. And they're like, oh yes, we're in love and we're going to go back to New York and get married. It doesn't work like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Reality is not there. <laughs> right, right. It don't work like that. But I also can say this, is that going through having have built a foundation first. I mean, we met while we were doing our PhDs together at Texas Tech in Texas. And we, we, we know each other. You know, we love each other. And even though it was difficult being apart, we talked every day through phone. And having that friendship, that love, that understanding, having all that communication beforehand helped immensely. It's wonderful. I wonder, too, how much the period of separation sort of enforced and all the habits that y'all built during that time. I wonder how much that has carried over into your current life together. It has. Thank you for the question, Christian. I, it has. If we didn't have the foundations of communication or an understanding, uh, we, we had those face-to-face conversations during our time uh, in Lubbock. And so without those, I call them necessary conversations. They're not difficult because if they're difficult, they're labeled difficult and you just won't have them, right? Uh, but they're, they're necessary conversations. And or levels of understanding. Yes, the the, top, the subject matter can be sometimes challenging, but for me, and I, I'm pretty sure that you you all you know in your relationships can can attest, is that generally even of a challenging conversation, the outcome are so much better 
and have you know having a challenging conversation, understanding, working with each other, uh, listening to one another, and then that's better than not having it at all. And so when we had those discussions, we had that foundation again. Now coming to fruition, yes, we just got married, but we got a lot of work underneath the hood <laughs> uh, from those from those previous six years. Well, you when did she move here from Saudi Arabia? This summer, so it's summer 2023. And uh, so I would say that she spent the last 10 years uh, going back and forth for schooling. So okay. she did her MBA and all this other stuff. I ask because I'm, uh, I, I didn't realize that she's from Saudi Arabia. I didn't realize this background and it's fascinating to me. Um, and I promised our listeners we're, we will get to how to build um, your retirement um, together in marriage. But it does start with communication. It starts with understanding. And what I would love to know is, are there, were there significant like cultural differences in terms of her relationship with money and then um, the role of, that she takes in a household and the role that you take in a household? And like, how did you work through some of those? Yeah, so culture played a, a big part of us coming together, even, even th- th- from the beginning. So we had to learn about one each other. And I think culture necessarily doesn't have to come from different countries or different faith beliefs. Sure. Uh, it can be uh, just relationships w- with money, I mean, just own perceptions. So this learning some, somebody else's perception about money and valuing that, you know, what were their experiences about money, this, that, and the other. But to your question specifically, were you talking about cultural and ours were not only the human uh aspects of, of culture, like I just mentioned, but n- going even a little bit deeper and adding on into those human elements, you know, uh, uh, faith, uh, culture of, of, of folks in, in, a, in, in different countries, different regions, uh, cultures just of, you know, familial, you know, families, you know, that can happen here, like I said, just within the States. I mean, but, you know, Dr. Ross is from, you know, living in Kentucky, that's different from California. You know, Absolutely. those Absolutely. two, <laughs> those two dynamics are different. So yeah. now you end up when you're talking about cross hemisphere, that's also different. Mm-hmm. How do folks, you know, when I go over to the, to the, to the, to the Middle East and their culture, particularly Saudi, you know, is how do they interact with one another? What do they value? Uh, there's not that, there's not so much, there's a lot of entertainment in the Middle East for sure. But when you're, when you're sitting around the table, what I've noticed is, is there's more, you know, eye to eye contact, more uh, conversation, mm-hmm. lack of TV in the background. You're sitting at the table, you know, his- history, elderly conversations are more respected, this, that, and the other. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to your point, uh, to not be too more long winded I am, which is our the going through culture started from the beginning and it really shaped how we enter in our, our future conversation with money. Awesome. That's just fascinating. But, Getting into the finances, because I mean, obviously, Preston, you're a very accomplished financial expert. That's why we have you on and, you know, are a big part of why we have you on here. So getting into that, what are the most important financial lessons our listeners then can learn from you personally, from your expertise, your training, um, from working with clients? You know, what are those financial uh, lessons that they can learn in transitioning into marriage? Oh, sure. So thank you for the, the, the kind words. First of all, I, I, as far as marriage, you know, I love you, Preston. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, so I, you know what, 
Thank you, Bruce. You're the second person my mother does too. So that, that's that, you know, I think Iman does. <laughs> you got that's, two. You got two. I got two people, you know, <laughs> and Iman. But see, uh, yeah, I know this is kind of cliche. I was watching a program once and they say, why do you always speak in cliches? And, and the guy said, because they work, you know. <laughs> And I know we're beating the, you know, uh, beating the drum here about conversations, uh, but that those are the foundations. Would I give advice to individuals? They say, okay, what does all this, you know, fluffy fluff stuff have to do with the money? And I said, well, everything, mm-hmm. <laughs> because, because <laughs> right, stories. You know, and we just kind of nailed them er- earlier. Stories, which are values, experiences, attitude, uh, uh, your, your relationships with money. Your aspirations, you know, which what have you been through? Trial, triumph, you know, transformation. OK, all of this is going to inform the the dollar, the dollars and cents with the C, you know, of the aspiration, money aspirations and also life aspiration. So if we're not having dialogue, writing it down, dialogue with our spouse, dialogue with ourselves internally and externally uh, about what life and human elements need to go into our money to help shape it. And we're no, we're not able to give our, our, our life and money assignments. I say, if you have life and money alignment, then you have life, then you give your money assignments. And so without that information, you do not have a financial plan and surely not one you're not going to uh, act on and stick with. <laughs> you know? So that's where I think that's where I would start. That's a good segue into our next question, too. So you spoke about one of the psychological obstacles to that are standing in the way of couples uh, saving and investing enough for retirement. And that is not having the communication, these values, conversations and, and uh, what some experts call money scripts, you know, talking through those. What are some other obstacles in the path to couples investing for retirement. Right. So this, this conversation that financial gurus and experts and all this other stuff like to have is this word enough. And, (laughs) and there's a lot of context to that. Whereas some folks will say, here's the advice is where, yes, you for sure have to know what that, that number or what that lifestyle or what that aspiration is, it's never going to be enough. If it's, in, it's never going to be enough to totally reduce, you know, maybe worry, anxiety, uh, wonder, uh, you know, all that. But it is, it is necessary to have that conversation and say, what's the, what's the range? Not, not only dollar amount, but also just life. How do we want our aspirational life and money to be? Because there has to be, it is a, uh, the, the far as retirement is concerned, it's retirement too. You're not start stopping to be productive, by the way. It's kind of something else I like to say, which is people are like, oh, retirement, you stop working. No, you just be productive in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know, you're retiring mm-hmm. from and retiring to something. I so, like that. Yes. I so like having, that a lot, Preston. <laughs> so having something to retire to in a different paradigm is, is key. You just become more productive in a different way. Um, I would say continuing is that, when you have a defined a, a a continuum of enough, then you're then you can start having a conversation of what enough is when you're actually in it. All right. You're like, OK, is, is this our time? Is this 
uh, what I'm comfortable with? You know, do I have fulfillment, this, that, and the other? Uh, but I do strongly suggest not to discount the value of the dollar. I mean, I guess that's a pun going to time value money a little bit, but don't, don't discount it because wealth and well-being are two different things. And, well-be- and well-being is in is the enough categories in the well-being. Trust me, it has a dollar amount, and that's where the wealth is. So you do have to, <laughs> you do have to buy. It is a dollar amount. So I just, I, I just to put all that together is, is that have the conversation about what your uh, enough and your enough dollar and lifestyle amount uh, want aspires to be. So then, when you approach it, then you can give yourself permission to trans transition into, you know, that next state. You know, we we all come from the sort of education world, and when you plan out a lesson for your students it's much better to have a unit plan and a whole scope and sequence kind of ready to go for your full course so you can work backwards from where you want to be the range of outcomes that you're looking for at the end of the course if you're working back from that you're going to be a lot more successful in planning that individual lesson absolutely so you hit it on the head christian so my dad i just did a, a show with my pops and him, uh, my mother and my dad have been married for 46 years and they had a plan about what they wanted to do as far as retiring from and going to. And it was around age 50, they said. But they had the life is life, <laughs> life, lives, you know, <laughs> and they had to delay that by 10, 10 to 12 years because life happened, a whole bunch of other stuff. And to your point, Christian, that at, at least they had a, a range. And then they said, Okay, this is not so disappointing or shocking. We are on our definition of track, you know. Uh, we it's it's our it's your version. It's people's version. That's what I want folks to understand too. It's their version of financial freedom, their version of aspiration, their version of adjustment. What they can do, right? And and so what he said was, is it wasn't a it wasn't a shock. It was you know a brief moment of dis uh, you know disappointment a little bit. Uh, it's something that also to process your emotion at the time. Don't discount that, you know, because life, life. So give, you t- give yourself you know, time to process it. But then they were able to make adjustment and say, you know, to your point, working backwards, at least they had some sort of, you know, shape of what that what that life and money was. And then they were like, OK, let's make an adjustment. Let's work a little backwards so we can get to the forward. I love your analogy there. You know, I as you're sharing this. You know, it sounds it sounds so simple um, because in in large part it is right. Starting with the end in mind, you know what what is uh, what is your vision of uh, of enough? And I like that a lot more than you know, kind of the standard advice of um, to retire you need eight times your household income for your final year of work. Like that's a common a very common rule of thumb. Like and and, and just so for our listeners, you know, that'll give you at least some rule of thumb. But some people want more. You know, they they didn't maybe travel when they were younger. Yeah, yeah. And it really depends on what's enough for for you, and and that could mean more. That could mean less. And it's also important to recognize that when you have enough, that now your mindset has to has to change. And I've had to really push my father, who's financially free, into stop to stop saving and to start spending. Um, cause it's tough to break that saving habit after, you know, 78 years. 
Absolutely. And you, you you hit it right on the head, Brian, is like that transition, not only just to retirement to something, giving your yourself, yourself and your household to retire to something and live more free, like you say, financially free, life free. But the concept of that, that the transition itself, the before, during and slightly after. That is a stage. Oh man, you, like you said, your father did that, and so many other people do it as well. That stage is so important because uh, you, you you're almost having to find yourself. You have to give yourself permission. You have to go through. You have to process, and then get used to what that new paradigm is. And to your point, people have they develop uh, unhealthy relationships with spending very on. You know whether it's learned out of a script or experience or practiced through habits and behaviors and decisions as their adulthood uh, and as they as those scripts carry through or like you said switching off a, you know switching on a switch from saving to spending so that's why I encourage folks to get a healthy relationship with spending very early uh, uh, also too with uh, having a, a a healthy relationship with Knowing that you do need a dollar amount, I know I can't say that enough that people want to just say, oh, yeah, I have a a wealth of this and a wealth of that. I have a wealth of spirit. Well, <laughs> you have well-being. You have a if you want to be Mother Teresa, bless her heart, or, you know, uh, Martin Luther King, who died with pretty much no assets, you could do that all day and you have a wealth of everything. I mean, you have a well-being of everything, but you don't have wealth of dollars. <laughs> You know, so no, you don't need dollars in order to achieve some sort of well-being, but there is a trade-off, you know, there is a trade-off. And when folks want to get, you know, switch that, that switch on about spending is concerned, it's worthiness. It's, you know, that struggle with enough. It's the uncertainty, uh, but you can spend. And there's also a stigmatism on, on spending. Yeah. Unchecked and unbridled spending. Yes, that's bad. I mean, duh. Right. Uh, however, if you have the capacity and everybody's capacity is different to, you know, I mean, within your plan, which is, you know, live, you don't have to live below your means. You can live within your means and means 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 different than other people. Pun intended there. So get healthy with spending early so you can when in retirement, you're like, oh, man, I, I, I'm used to the spending thing. <laughs> well, I think th this conversation about transitioning through different life stages and those kind of challenges associated with it kind of leads into my next question here. And so, like, what strategies or advice or considerations do you have that couples can use to work through some of these obstacles to invest enough for a time? Mm. Yeah. Well, we're talking about enough just by individual. So, uh, what I didn't want to uh, pre preface by saying simply, but having the conversation to understand what the perception of enough is between you know the the couples, you're going to arrive yeah. at a at a household you know, number and lifestyle. So the process I suggest, and I'm sure other professionals and people that are familiar with this process have said before, but I like to start off with. And I guess not, not necessarily, because I haven't seen this repeated a lot. I mean, it's out there, but they're like, first, it's establish a, a common goal first. You know, come to, come to an agreement 
and that it's, it it kicks off the 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 conversation, the planning with a little bit more positive footing, and you get more you get a higher probability of harmony and less conflict if you say something like, uh, "Our uh, we we want to retire at some point. We want to live well. We." Uh, we want to, you know, we want to live. To, we want to be together. We want to transition to our next life stage. Uh, so let's have a conversation about arriving at our dream aspiration. Right? And so, th- right there, you have set the table for harmony because you're going to mm. get to this goal that you both want to get to. Then you can also say, create a welcoming environment and say, "Okay, uh, I'm going to share my." perspective on how we could get there. And, um, and I, we looking forward to what you have to hear. So let's value each other's perspective yeah, and, and hear, not only hear it, but listen to it, listen to it and value. And then uh, we will, uh, we will try to understand better each other's perspective and then contribute those inputs to our agreed upon plan that we had, you know, in step number one. So it gives that it gives you it gives the couple some breathing room to know going for going in that yes you have some agreement yes I'm going to be understood and valued right uh, yes it's a welcoming uh, uh, welcoming environment and then we're going to come back around to using those inputs into what we agreed upon first anyway. Hey there, podcast fam! We'd love to hear from you please take this moment to rate and subscribe to our podcast. Your feedback fuels our passion to bring you more engaging content. And please text this episode to your friends. It's your support that can help us grow. Now back to the show. I I forget who our our guest was, but we had a guest. uh, This was maybe a year back who was sharing their insights into how to resolve you know, conflicts or have difficult conversations, necessary conversations, uh, and, in, in your words, Dr. Cherry. Um, and one of the tips was to sort of sit next to them rather than opposing them, like set up your body language specifically mm-hmm. to have these productive, harmonious conversations, mm-hmm. uh, where you're working through something and establishing goals together as a team, rather than as, you know, people who are, uh, throwing perspectives at one another, you're, you're coming together harmoniously. Um, so I wanted to well, definitely, if I could throw in one more, uh, it's either, it, it was either, uh, Dr. Meg Lertz or, 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 uh, who's our friend. Um, well, who's the money attachment per- person, Bruce? Ed Combs. Um, oh, Ed Ed, Combs. oh my yeah, goodness. Yeah, my, bad, Ed. Ed. Uh, my bad, Ed, my bad, Ed, you, you, my dude. But, uh, <laughs> so it's either one of them or a combination of both. Yep. But yes. Uh, and, <clears throat> That, that doesn't mean that you're not going to have uh, those, co- those minor conflicts within, you know, different differing of opinions, different prospects. Uh, you, you may get in, you, you may get into something within that conversation and be like, what? I, you know, I, I didn't grow up like that. Or what do you, what do you mean? You know, then you, but also too, you said, okay, please continue sharing because then it brings you back. It brings you back. Cause you know, sorry, I interrupted. Please continue. You know, cause something, a nugget is going to come out of there that you, that you know, sp- uh, spouse one and one A that you're going to hear and say, okay, uh, yeah, that's going. We 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 can use that for our plan. So it doesn't mean you're not going to have any you know disagreement or you know uh, differing thoughts. 
But but it does when you have those. I even stop myself. It does because I had the some of the positive thought. It could be positive toxicity sometimes. But if you set up the framework and say, okay, let me let me check myself before I judge or shame or or discount or anything like that. Like, like, please continue because you know that was a thought because you set up in the first place that you do want to hear now listen and understand and value that person's perspective. Dr. Chair, I, I ran across a study that like blew blew me away, man. It it had uh, it found that one in four married couples um, were investing enough in their retirement to each get the full company match, but they were missing out on free money. Meaning, one of them was contributing more than was needed for the company match, which is good. There's nothing wrong with that. But the other one was um, not contributing enough. And that, that because, and just because they didn't talk about it. And that literally led to $700 a month, or sorry, $700 a year on average of free money, free matches, which over 30 years earning the market average is like $200,000. So I, I hear that and I think, oh my gosh, there's so many people out there that never had a personal finance class. They don't know the basics of a 401k or a 403b or, and, and, and that is, that's harmful. So what are just a few like very simple things to us that unfortunately aren't simple to others um, because they were neglected or deprived of financial education in high school um, that they should know about just basic retirement plans that can help them reach their retirement goals together in marriage? Yeah, uh, a lot of good stuff in there. So a couple of things, if, if I may, to, to, to talk about. One, uh, the, the, the vernacular of basic. Uh, nobody likes to be called basic. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, know, and, and, you know, so, you know, it's, it, they're fundamentals. It's like 401k fundamentals, you know, just, and, it, and that's just not wordplay just for sake. You know, when we, we, everyone, well, I wouldn't say everyone, you hear often that folks have a level of uh, uh, either shame or, or uh, you know, just not confident about their level of financial education or information. Right. right. So what they're asking for is to be informed. They're asking to be educated. They want the information. You know, people want that. And they want the fundamentals and beyond the fundamentals of what matches them. And I also say that um, the lack of financial knowledge, information, education, you, you can use them interchangeably or this, that, and the other, that it's, it's not to a social economic status. You know, we often say, okay, well, somebody was deprived of, and then we all, we all we immediately go to someone who is economically challenged for, you know, maybe low income. All right. I, I could, I could attest to serving high net worth individuals, high, ultra high net worth individuals that, you know, every, a lot of folks <laughs> are, are not grasping hold of the fundamentals and also those that information that's before so uh, are beyond absolutely so those those are two things i like to kick off there absolutely number three i, I just could I just, oh it, it, it chaps my hide you know and, and bruce likes to know that i like to curse a little bit so chaps my hide is the strongest we're gonna get here for the family <laughs> show that <laughs> that <laughs> thank you for reining it in preston <laughs> right right <laughs> you know that uh that that financial education People want to be informed so they can make better informed decisions. So what about, you know, 
couples and how do they talk about it, and just individuals, but couples in, in general. It's, it is, uh, that may have fit them at the time, you know, as far as one not uh, contributing all to that second retirement plan or not. If you've had a dis- the, the, the discussion, then it's either part of the plan or it's not. Number three is to, uh, once, once you've had the conversation to uncover what's going on, well, was that, was that purposeful or I'm not purposeful, but was it intentional? Was it intentional or if it's not? Then inform edu- and, and, and educating both of yourselves and say, okay, if we do this, then we can get to our plan quicker, right? So what I'm saying right. is that if you had the conversation about retirement in particular, and you agreed that you wanted to retire 10 years with this lifestyle, blah, 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 right? And then you uncovered that, you know, how come we're not uh, contributing to the match in this second plan? Then it becomes uh, not, uh, you know, shaming the other person or, you know, right. being there, having them, you know, they're uncovering basics or anything like that. You've now set the table for, oh, okay, we, we're, we're missing out. Let's educate ourselves either with, you know, good information from, from online or somewhere or an advisor and say, okay, what we're doing uh, is not aligned with what we want to do. So let's get better alignment and what? And now you can give your money assignment. Very much different from saying, why the heck are you not, you know, contributed to all your 401k? Didn't you get the email, you know, about the <laughs> enrollment and the match and everything like that? Oh, and then, oh, you, you all know that conversation is endless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, like yeah. you could not have started sharing fundamentals in a more important way because that it, we hear from folks that when they argue about money, it's reactionary. Something happens, like they get a bill in the mail, they haven't had the conversation, they make assumptions, they don't show any grace, and then they become accusatory to their to their spouse. Like, why did you do this? Why did you do that? And that, that does not ever end well. Oh, man. And then it opens up a whole nother can of worlds. And it, the famous line, you know, while we're at it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> About those dishes. You're right, right. <laughs> do you see, oh, man. do you ever run into couples? So we're going to go through just some very like, let's say a series of just fast facts, just for our listeners. Um, do you ever see couples who uh, don't know yet, they're not informed that you can contribute to their 401k more than the company match? Uh, do, do I find that, I, I do find that, it's just a lack of understanding about the the match in general. Yeah, I will. I, I will say that uh, the the terminology that we all know of is is free money. Uh, uh, okay, let, let's reframe it just a tad bit and call yeah. it what it is, which is you're leaving your money on the table. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. because that's part of compensation. The match is part of compensation. So when when the company says, "Okay, you know what? We're paying you compensation." Now, what are we paying you? Well, that's vacation time, uh, matches, salary, benefits, and all that. So if wow. you tell somebody, you know, you just you yeah. just left your money on the table. That's all a right? great reframe there. Like. That's a brilliant <laughs> reframe. And it's so true. I'm going to go get my money. Yeah. You know? you're, li- you're just leaving your earnings on the table, like your that's money. Right. That's right. You mm. know, so it, w- just with that, they're like, oh, really? Oh, okay. 
Oh, tell tell me more, right? Because now it's you're talking to them about their money that they left, not free money. You know, it's their money. It's like there's a difference. So, uh, not just knowing how matching works, and also not even just matching. It's like, is it available? You know, right? Uh, leading leading someone to their uh, their retirement portal, going through the options that they have. You know, people either don't have time or uh, or a combination of not having time or I'm not going to understand. And that's a, that's a somewhat of a limited belief. But that's also understandable because, shoot, how long did it take us to I mean to figure all this stuff out, let alone, you know, just families that are trying to go about their business. So so there, there, there's a lot there. You know, that's just opening the door in the right way for people to want to be informed. I I love it. And. If there's one thing that you want listeners that's simple and actionable to walk away understanding from today's conversation, what would it be? Mm. I call it the 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 emotional HSA. So we got the emotional <laughs> HSA, which is the honest self audit. Honest self audit. Be honest with yourself and start with admitting where you are, wherever you are in your life stage, your life and money stage. That's across the social economic status. So admit where you are and what you want to do and what you don't want to do. And then acknowledge how you feel about it right now, your confidence level, your worry, your regret, all this. Uh, acknowledge how you feel about it so you can process and then you can take action. And that is the honest self audit. It's your ah moment. And having that process can then help you kick off the second part of, of, the, of the A system, which is align, aspire, and achieve. Because now you're in a, you're in a healthy state of, of, of mind and state of spirit to say, okay, now I'm ready to take action. And now how do I go now? How do I, we go about aligning our life and money, aspiring to do what we want to do and then achieve. Brilliant. I don't think there's a better way to bring our conversation to a close. Dr. Cherry, thanks so much for your time today. Great conversation. Uh, thank y'all for having me. It's been, it's been great. Thank you, Preston. A special thanks to our guest and, of course, to all of our listeners. Don't forget to click subscribe wherever you download your podcast, give us a rating, and share the Modern Husbands podcast with others. Doing so goes a long way in growing our reach. And join your fellow Modern Husbands and have links to our podcasts, articles, and other resources to manage money in the home as a team sent to your inbox every two weeks by subscribing to our newsletter at modernhusbands.com. Until next time, be well.